Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Oh my God, I know it must hurt, Michael. I know it must hurt to watch the rich no, get richer. I'm winning. To watch Matthew Stafford have another target with which to prove people like you wrong. Oh, it always comes back to me and you, Michael. It listen, always comes back to me listen, and you. The Rams. Like a, you, know, you know why I'm get winning? Odell Beckham. The rich get richer, and I love it. I'm here for it. This was a brilliant move on the part of Odell Beckham to join an already explosive offense that is destined to go deep in the playoffs. You have a defense, and now he does not have to be the guy. Odell Beckham is going to be feasting. He's going to be feasting on number two or three cornerbacks with single coverage. Oh, my God. With Sean McVay calling up? Please. Let me ask you. This is brilliant. Stop hating. You hating because you don't want to see them flourish. And I'm here to tell you. They about to flourish in LA. Okay. They about to so, and, oh, and, and we gonna see him at the Super Bowl. We gonna see him. No, okay. I said at the Bucks. There it I is. At the Bucks. That's what I'm I want. I'm not coming off my pick. That's what I I'm want. I'm not coming off my pick. I'm not coming off my pick. But I wouldn't mind seeing him just so you have to eat it all oh. Super Bowl week. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, that was. First of all, uh, shout out, shout out to our staff behind the scenes. That is fantastic work, fantastic work. And from that little, I mean, clip, it's not like it's Michael not like Smith. I didn't make it easy. Oh my God! I, I, yeah, hey, the, 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 you know what the work hey. was? The, the, the here was the work. Here was the work that they had, that they had to do. Sifting through all my bullshit. That was what I mean. I, I'm sure that was that was a lot. That took a lot of work. To try. I mean, I gave them so much material. Let me shut up. I don't you deserve. Just, go ahead, Michael. Dude. I don't deserve to talk no, no, today. No, 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 no. I don't no, deserve, no, to deserve to talk. talk. I'm no, going no, to be yes, uncharacteristically yes, non-hyperverbal from here on out. Yeah, I'm just, I, I I'll got, tell you, it was, and you just kept going. You kept going. I just kept but, you know, going. As, as, oh my god! You just god. kept going. You like another thing, and you were talking to yourself. You were. It, it's like bidding against yourself. And like nobody was making you up the ante. You were raising the stakes. Nobody told you to do that. Oh, you know what? No. I'm not going against my Super Bowl pick. I'm not going against my Super Bowl pick. What? What? Oh, you you want me to go against my Super? Hey, no, no. <laughs> it's the voice in your head. Let it go. But you know what, Mike? I understand it. I understand. I understand what ails you. I understand what ails you, and it all made sense. The conversation I had uh, earlier today with my wife. So this is man, this this was something else. So we're having a conversation and and it's just it's just a simple thing. Um, I happen to mention that somebody we both know my wife and I we both know this person and I happen to mention that I never dated this person. I never dated this person. Uh, we never even went out to dinner. We exchanged a couple of emails and it was all cool. My wife says you know what? That makes sense. You got a type. She said, you got a type. I'm like, okay, what's my type? And then she goes on to describe how this person looks and says, I've got a type. Now, what I didn't want to say to her, Mike, 
because I thought it was all a trap. It could have been a trap. Said so you think just because this person looks this way, that's my type. You don't know all the other people I dated, but I couldn't say that. <laughs> I couldn't say that because now Smart. I'm, I'm confessing. Smart. I'm confessing. Smart. So now I'm just trying to figure out, okay, what is she looking for here? What is she looking for? So she's going on and on. I said, okay, all right, all right, I, I'll take that. I've got a type, and let me just get out of this conversation very smoothly. She got it all wrong, but I just wanted to get out. And as I think about a type, when it comes to your wife, look, yeah, Mike, you have done you have done beautifully. You have done well. No complaints. Oh wow. Oh wow. I mean, you're here. She's there. Right? No, no offense. I mean, like it, it's it's next level. You've done well. When it comes to sports teams, you got a type. You hmm. got a type when it comes to sports teams. And it's a problem, dog. It's a problem. Your sports team, you are all, you're all sizzle, no steak, as Denzel said. Yeah, like you like the flash, you like the red bottoms, you like the runway, oh, you like IG, the filter, the whole thing. Bam, bam, bow, boo. You love it. But they ain't done nothing. They ain't got nothing up here. It's it's definitely all, an, and, definitely and, an and, ass man. No, no, beyond that, <laughs> beyond that. No, you. Yeah. It ain't. It ain't just one part. Because if it's just one part, you like the rest of us. No, no, no. You like the whole thing. You think it's. You think it's perfect. You like name value. Like you the like gl- the glitz resume. and glamour. You like glitz and shining and all this, and mm. it doesn't get you anywhere. You haven't learned. It's like it's one of those situations. If your sports team, if your sports team were a woman, this one mm. of those. This one of those situations where. Well, mama pulls you aside, auntie pulls you, pulls you aside, says, come here, baby, come here, baby. Hey, who, who wants to help me in the kitchen, Michael? And, and, and they bring you in and say, look, this is going nowhere. This is not marriage material. You can't, you can't put a ring on it, and they can't put a ring on it. Doesn't this seem familiar to you? Doesn't this seem familiar? You were here with the Brooklyn Nets. You did the same thing. I, I can't tell if that was the staff putting together the LA Rams hype or the Brooklyn Nets hype. You did the same thing. You keep making the same mistakes and you need people close to you. You need a friend of yours mm. to let mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. that you keep falling in the patterns. Good. This is good. You keep this falling in the patterns, right? So your pattern, I, I think you, you you ain't said nan word about the Brooklyn Nets this year, so I'll give you credit. I thought you were learning. As soon as they picked up the Rams, I'm talking about, as soon as they picked up a guy with uh, fewer uh, receptions and yards than Donovan Peoples-Jones. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. It was before that. It was before that. It was No, no, no. Don't, don't skip Von Miller. <laughs> Oh. No, Michael. Be, no, no, no. Be be accurate. This goes back to Stafford. Yeah, this goes to started oh, yeah, started with Stafford. Stafford. Stafford, and then Von Miller before Odell Beckham. Okay, but continue. But continue. Okay. Listen, but Von Miller. Like, I, I I can understand Von Miller because I'm hyped about that too. But you started. You did start with Stafford. Yeah. Um, let me just. I mean, let me just tell you before you even get before we even get to Stafford. Your head coach. That's your boy. Now it's, it, you're claiming them all, so all of them, are, they all your problem. Your head coach had a great season in 2018, 
And then when he got to the Super Bowl, he admitted, this is his words. I didn't say, I didn't make this up. I ain't lying. His words, he wasn't prepared for the Super Bowl. He wasn't prepared for the biggest game of his life. He didn't have enough plays in the toolkit. So the game, he's going against Bill Belichick, who's all about just throwing a bunch of stuff at you. And he thought it was going to be one way, just one way. And Bill Belichick, instead of zigging, he zagged. And, and your coach wasn't ready for the zag. But anyway, uh, you, you put your faith in him. You put your faith in a quarterback who's still looking for his first playoff win. His first playoff win. A, a lifetime of near misses and, oh, it could have, would have, could have, should have. Von Miller, I like. But you really went all in. You went all in on Odell Beckham Jr. You made Randy Moss comparisons. You had us deal with that crazy video that he did that needed an editor uh, where he tried to kind of reprise Biggie. I, I, you, 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 you made us sit here and deal with all of this and I you did. just don't even see it ain't going nowhere. So this is what I want you to do. You've been quiet. I appreciate it. What I'd like you to do is just reject everything LA Rams today. Just disavow. Mm. It's a re Walk away. No, not reevaluate. Let it go. Break up. Let it go. Break up. And just walk Let away. Let her go. Let her go. Let her go. Can you do it? Please. Do it for me. Well, uh, do it I, for I mean, us. I. I'll, I mean, since you asked the question, only because you asked the question will I speak, because I, I, I do not deserve to speak today. Um, I deserved everything you just gave me. Um, um, Who's next? I, you know, you know what? And Who's let me tell you next? something. You, this is the type of friend that we all need. You need the type of friend that's not going to tell you what you want to hear, but it's going to tell you what you need to hear. It's going to yes. pull you aside and, and and have a tough conversation with you. And maybe it's something that maybe it is a maybe I do need to reevaluate and 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 examine how I what I look for uh, in a, in a rooting interest. You know, what I look for in a player, what I look for in a team. Like maybe maybe that's why I'm experiencing such heartbreak because I'm attracted to the wrong things. And, and maybe it says ooh, something about ooh. me. Maybe oh, it says something about me. You help us somebody. You know? I know. It, not so maybe. It does say something about you. It does. Well, what does it say about me then? What do you think it says about me? Is it something that I'm missing in my life? Is there some trauma? Uh, is, there, is there some... Something, some, something that was lacking in my, in my background that I've never, that's never healed, that's never been addressed. Like, I mean, this, this is, this is deeper than rap. This is deeper than, okay. you know, than going back to Cali. Uh, you know, because, because as you pointed out, I love, I love, I, you know, I, I typically disregard the feed, but I definitely got yeah. high on my own supply. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that yeah. was great. That was and, great. And, that was, that you was did, great. You did too. You did, but the Rams did. The Rams have. How about Von Miller's hand to, oh, to, to Odell? Uh, let's go get this ring. Let's go get this ring. You know, and, and like Jalen Ramsey and all this. They don't play to the num. They don't play to the star power. So they gave up. What the thirty-one was? What's final score? Thirty-one to ten last night. I don't know. Uh, they gave up thirty-one more points. All this star-studded. This and oh, all oh the my greatest god! Look at this. this. Oh my god! Look at this. Look at that. Oh my god! That's just. So let me tell you something. Um, 
I, I've done a lot of preaching lately, whether it was Cam, whether okay. it was Odell Beckham. I've done a lot of preaching, but like I said, man, today I'm as quiet as a hooker in church. Um, I, I came here expecting this. I needed this. I needed to hear it. I have some stuff to think about, but in the meantime, I'll just give you my thoughts. I got some stuff um, to think about yeah, too. <laughs> you, you asked me, you asked me if I would disavow, if I would disassociate myself from the Rams. Yeah. Um, yes, Michael, I will. I, I, I'll, yeah. I'm, I will take your advice. I will heed your advice and I'm off the Rams. I'm off that narcotic. I'm off the Rams. I'm off the glitz and glamour and I'm off the it's what it is. It's the stories, Michael. See, it's honestly yeah. it's a soft spot that I have for underdogs. And honestly, it's kind of it's, it's a response to you. I need to stop responding to you because see, I try so hard to counterbalance and offset I told your you irrational to hatred. I told you I, to I try so I need I need you to hear this. I need you to hear this. I try so hard to counterbalance and offset your irrational hatred until I get irrational in response. Basically, you dragging me down. That's what's happening here. I'm trying yeah. to, I'm I'm reacting to you instead of just thinking to myself. I do. I'm trying to I'm trying to offset it you. It brings me So think about it. It brings me cam no hatred. Joy. It brings me no joy. Your cam your cam no hatred your cam hatred it. makes me go hard in response to That's Cam Newton. Right there. I love him. Your Odell bait hatred baits me into going hard on Odell. Your Stafford hatred makes me have to. Oh wait, I got somebody's got to counter this. Wait, you're going too far. So I got I got to balance it. So yeah. you pulled me into this, but I'm responsible for my own actions. I'm responsible yeah, for my okay, own actions. You didn't put the Thank words you. in my mouth. I speak for I myself, but I'm just I'm, yes, I'm trying to explain why I went so hard on the Rams, but not but not but no more because what happened last night. It wasn't about Odell for, to be clear. It wasn't about Odell Beckham. It was his first game. Okay, they had no, to huddle no. up for crying out loud. He played wait, first wait, game on, with on, the Rams. He played play? barely barely He was out there. Okay, not much. He was out there. Not much, but hey, hey, he made a uh... Uh, as, as Gary Carter uh, texted last night, he made a real great tackle on that interception. <laughs> it was a nice tackle. <laughs> Is that on the stat line? Three catches, one tackle. Uh, yeah, he was fine. He was fine, but uh, he was he was a nondescript. And it's it not about him, first, Mike. It's not about him. That's what I was getting to. It's not about him. It's his first what game it's about. in Los Angeles. Okay. It's not about him. It's too soon to talk about whether or not it's a failure or whether or not it was a mistake or he, or you know okay. it's a backfire. It's one game. He's, he's still learning the playbook, okay. learning the quarterback, learning the playbook. All right. All right. To me, this is about a pattern. Talk about my pattern. Let's talk about the Rams pattern. Let's finally make. Let's finally pivot from talking about us to talking about the Rams pattern here. This is the second we straight game the they've the been. Well, we were, we were, were. talking about the Rams, but, the entire time. but, but let's, yes, but let, let's, we're talking about, yeah, we're multitasking, me and the Rams, but let's, let's focus on, on the Rams, though. This is the second straight game, they've been punked. And last night, they looked soft. The Niners made them look soft. Maybe it's more about the Niners. Maybe it's, maybe it's the start of something for San Francisco, because as much as, as, as players and some of us old school fans complain about 17 games. That 17th game buys you something very precious in this league. It buys you time. That that one extra week makes a world of difference. So the 49ers may not be as out of it as we once thought they were. If they're going to okay. play like they played last night, they're going to have that kind of identity. They're going to bring that kind of physicality to games that they did last night. 
But the sexy subject is the Rams. So back to the Rams. They got curb stomp last night. Same as the Titans defense did them the week before. And you're absolutely right. Are they all sizzle and no steak? Are they all style and no substance? Because I think there was one play that embodied last night for me, and it was watching George Kittle drive Von Miller. And I know he does this to a lot of people, but drive Von Miller into the ground mm. on a run play. That was a loss, I believe. I think it was a Jeff Wilson loss, but nonetheless, Hunger. he took Von Miller and drove him into the ground last night. And that was emblematic. That was representative of the entire night and really the last two weeks watching the Titans and then the 49ers take the Rams or the Lambs and drive them into the ground last night. Drive them into the ground. And they're just not a tough football team. They're not a tough football team. Yeah. Maybe it's because they play in, well, it's not a dome. Maybe it's because they play indoors. <laughs> See, there you go. There you go. But they're just not a tough football team. And we're going to find out if they're mentally tough. But from what I've seen from them the last two games, um, it's not encouraging. And I'm not well, going to make the mistake of doubling and tripling down out of being stubborn. Even though in a, in a league and in a season where we can't figure out who's good, and we'll get to that after a break, but we can't figure out who's good from week to week. There's something disconcerting about this team. These last couple of weeks in particular, like they got all these great names on paper and Michael, the thing that you didn't point out, the thing you didn't point out in your in your opening salvo, which was all deserved was yes. The conversation the last couple of days has been about Odell Beckham um, and you and I have gone back and forth about Matthew Stafford. Uh, but the point that you made, I remember this, the point you made last week when I was hyping up the Rams was their defense. And how their defense this year had not been, had not played up to its lofty reputation. You know, the number one defense right. last year. And I told you, oh, they've been good enough. They've been fine. Bro, they gave up. I mean, let me make sure I get this right. 18 oh, yeah, plays, 93 yards. And 11 minutes of time time of possession on the first drive of the game. Talking about a tone setter. Right. That was the longest drive of the season for any team and the longest opening drive for any team since 2002. And that was how the night went from there on out. Like they got pushed around. So for all their star power on both sides of the ball, they got pushed around by a team that seems to really just have their number. That's what five straight uh, by McV by. Uh, Shanahan's Niners over McVay's Rams. But nonetheless, that's the that's the 49ers first win at home in 393 days. And I, I wow. and, and this guy right here, Debo Samuel, Debo turned out to be turned out to be the most dynamic receiver on the field. We spent a bunch of days talking about Odell Beckham Jr. To a lesser extent, we talked about what Odell Beckham's uh, presence would mean for Cooper Cup. Look at that. Um, and last night turned out to be a coming out party of sorts. A star was born under the lights of Monday Night Football in the, in the form of third-year receiver Debo Samuel, who's been balling all year. But last night, Debo Samuel set the tone for the 49ers snatching the Rams' collective chain okay. 
and then on the sideline he got the flex with his playmaker chain. Yeah, okay. Hey, hey listen, listen. That, he's next year in fantasy football. I'm targeting Debo Samuel because that son of a gun is fun to watch with the football in his hands. And last night, if he hadn't already, I know 49ers fans about like where you been, where you been. I, right, I know about right, Debo right. Samuel. But last night, if you didn't know, now you know, going back to Biggie Smalls. If you didn't know, now you yeah, know. Yeah, that's right. Um, that guy announced that he is joining the rank of elite wide receiver this season. He's well on his way. Um, but yeah, so all it was all about the Rams going into it, but the 49ers, they had something to say. They, they, they had something to say okay, last night. I got nothing else to say listen. about the Rams indefinitely. Indefinitely. I ain't got nothing to say about the Rams. You said you the win. same thing about the they Cleveland lost, Browns. You win. You said the same thing about the Cleveland Browns, and then you kind of went away from that. Now I got a couple of things more to say. A couple real quick, because I want to talk about Debo Samuel in a second. But I do want to apologize. Whoever that person is, I'm not sure who it is. I haven't done the rankings. But once I do the rankings, I'm gonna apologize to some. I'm gonna put a name uh, next to this person. I said Odell Beckham Jr. was like the 64th best receiver in football. I'm sorry. 64th best receiver in football. He's not on your level. He's not on your he can't see you. He can't see you. So I'm you know sorry. I'm sorry. Whoever you are. I'm gonna do I'm gonna do my rankings. I'm gonna do my rankings. It this. might be as I, I shouted out Donovan Peoples Jones before it might be DPJ. Not not OBJ it might be DPJ. <laughs> I hate that laugh. I hate that. Oh, you have this laugh. You have that that laugh. It, oh, it's like nails on a chalkboard. That laugh. That 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 is your that is your. I tried to tell you laugh, and now I'm just rubbing it in. I'm just I'm just I'm just rubbing. I'm just grinding. I'm just I'm just, I'm just, I'm just grinding my feet hey. in Murphy's couch right now. Look at that. Like that's just that's, that's that laugh right I there. Can. Then I can. Hey, hey, Michael can get another couch. Michael can get another couch. Anyway, listen. Uh, that's one. Two. Hey, can we bring up whoever you know, Wyatt? Can you bring up those Debo that 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 Debo Samuel cut up again? Those Debo Samuel highlights. Because what I didn't see from Debo Samuel. See, this is what, exactly what you're talking about. I'm so glad that you're on your way to being a general manager. You are because you have diagnosed the issue. The issue is toughness. Look at what my man does. I'm gonna put my head down. I'm putting my head down. Now he has an opportunity on a couple of these runs to go out of bounds. Oh no 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 no! I'm not going out of bounds. I I embrace the contact. Here we go. A lesser receiver so goes out of bounds. No no no! Come on. I'm I'm, I'm coming back in. He I see the sticks. Monster. Look at this. Here's another one. Come on. Come on. No no. Oh, oh no 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 no! I'm not running to the outside. I want to. I want to. I want to see y'all. That's a tough dude. That's see. Man, that's Debo. what. And 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 that's what the Rams need. See, the Rams. I, I, once again, I, I feel. I feel that like I can't really go at Von Miller. I'm a Von Miller fan, so I'm gonna leave him alone. But Jalen Jalen uh, Ramsey has anointed himself the best receiver, in, uh, the the best corner in the league since he got into the league. Like he's been talking a long time. He's been talking a lot. So he's anointed himself. Aaron and I'm gonna leave Aaron Donald alone. But yeah, you, you know, they bring in they got like, they got a guy like Jalen. Uh, they got a guy like Odell Beckham Jr. It's a lot of yeah, a lot of hype and just on and on. That's not what they need. They don't need another Jalen Ramsey. They don't need another Odell Beckham Jr. What they need 
is somebody who's like, uh, they, they need a dirt dog. They need a grinder. They need somebody who doesn't care who somebody somebody who says, you know what? I deleted my account. I ain't worried about saying, I don't care what the, I ain't caring. I ain't here for the likes and the clicks uh, and, and the comments. I ain't about the comments. I'm here for this you're title saying, championship. You're saying it. You're saying it. So to recap, the Rams are too Hollywood and they ain't marriage material. That's just that's right. Yeah, leave it. Leave it alone, Mike. Don't make that mistake again. Look at watch 85. Woo! On his that was, back. That, that, that was that was the night in a nutshell right there. That was the night in a nutshell. Listen, man, I hope you enjoyed that. I deserved it. I had it coming, especially after yesterday. I had it coming and I, I'm, I'm gonna take your words to heart. I'm gonna reevaluate how I Change approach my commentary and what I look for in a rooting interest. Yeah, you You've need somebody who's going to be there. Somebody's going to be there during me. the tough times. Not a front runner. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. It was a handful of different guys. Um, and so everybody had a hand in this tonight. And that's where we got to look at it ourselves, look inwardly first and foremost, and then be able to move forward accordingly because I choose to believe that these last couple weeks are not who we are. Um, I refuse to believe that even though, you know what, uh, you're only as good as your last game. These last two weeks have certainly been humbling. But like I said, you know, we're, we're going to look at ourselves. I think it's good for our guys to be able to take a step back, be able to get away a little bit. The Rams aren't the only team doing some soul searching uh, after week 10. This is, this is interesting. This is fascinating. Because, Michael, I want to talk about, I want to take this next segment to try to figure out who's really good in the NFL. And I want to talk yeah. about whether you like this this we know nothing. Are you enjoying this? We know nothing NFL that we're living in right now. So check this out. Five teams entered week 10 with a record under 500 and went on to defeat a team that began the week in first place or tied for first. Yep. Those teams are the 49ers beating the Rams, the Panthers beating the Cardinals, the Vikings beating the Chargers, the football team beating the Bucks, and of course on Thursday the Dolphins beating the Ravens. So in some ways we probably should have seen last night coming, given how the Niners have owned the Rams and just the way this week in particular and this season yeah. in general has gone. Uh, but across the league, 13 teams have either four or five wins, and that's the most ever through week 10. Every team has lost twice. 12 of the AFC's 16 teams are 500 or better. And get this, here's a great nugget about the NFC. The top five records in the NFL were held by NFC teams through week seven. Since then, the Cardinals, Packers, Buccaneers, Rams, and Cowboys are combined six and eight. So as I was perusing various publications power rankings before the show. Yeah, yeah. 
Yep. And the top, the top 10 are more or less the same across the board, but they, you know, they're, they're jumbled up. Everybody right now has the Packers at number one. Yeah. I guess we can start at this. So let's start at the top. Do you see the Packers as the clear cut number one team in the NFL right now? And after that, who's next? How do you, how do you, yeah. who, 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 who's good? Who's not? I mean, we, I, I think the top, if you look at the top 10, like, let me, let, let me, before you answer, let me, let me say this. If you look at the top 10, yeah. it, it seems to be a, a clear drop off after that. After that, everybody else has had flashes, has had moments, but can't really be taken seriously. The top 10 are the teams that can be taken seriously. And here's one way that I was looking at, I was evaluating it, Michael, is the the Isley Brothers Aaliyah metric, as in the at your best. Like maybe the best way of looking at at these teams at the top is at your best. Yeah. Yeah. Can you be trusted? Can you be counted on? Are you a legitimate contender at your best? Because all of them got eyesores in terms of losses. What's crazy is the Packers back in, we know what happened with them back in week, week one to the Saints. And since right. then, their only loss has been when Aaron Rodgers missed the game Aaron against the Rodgers Chiefs and they lost 13 7. The Chiefs. Right. And the so, Chiefs. So, yeah, exactly. And then the Cardinals, the Cardinals have the loss in the end zone to Razul Douglas and the Packers. Mm-hmm. And their only other loss Great. came Speaking against the Panthers stories. this past week. Right. This Great past story. week against the, against the Panthers when they had no uh, Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, or Chase Edmonds. So okay, I, I've, I've set the table. Um, make sense of this, Mike. How do, who, who, right, who's uh, actually good in the NFL? Let's figure this out. You said there's a, you said that they fall off uh, after top ten, right? I think they fall off after number five. Who's number six? Who's six? They might fall off after number two. If you want to be uh, honest, with you. No. if we want to be honest, I know it's a Rams joke. No. It's referencing Yahoo, yeah. but. They, I mean, but it, everybody's everybody's top ten. Look, the, the the people included in the top ten are pretty much the same across the board. If you look at different power rankings, it's the hey, it's the order. So I, Yahoo's hey, numbers hey, Yahoo's of, number six is is the Rams. Somebody else's number six might be you know Tampa or. Well, listen, go with Yahoo can, here. You know, I all it proves is that I, nobody knows anything. We're all just throwing darts. Well, you We're can't all just go guessing. with. I think the number one thing is you can't go with record. The Raiders didn't. Uh, the Raiders didn't run away with the division. The Broncos aren't about that life, so the Broncos didn't run away with it. So um, the Chargers didn't. The Kansas City Chiefs will win the division. I think they are a top five team, top five team in the league. So I'll put them at five. I'll put the Packers at one. They beat. They beat the Giants, the Rodgersless Packers, and the Raiders in consecutive games. We'll find out about the Chiefs against the Cowboys. Continue. So what? I, I, I mean, I don't care. I'm just saying. I don't care. I don't care. I, like, I, I, okay. But based just, on reputation, see, that doesn't work. Based on that doesn't based work on recent success, recent success. I understand why you're recent. inclined yeah. to believe that the Chiefs will figure it out. That they will. That the Chiefs well, I'm will find their level. Water that. always finds its level. But in but in terms of the team that's been no. struggling all season. This these three straight don't necessarily tell no, me no. that they're back to being a class of the conference. Don't I want to see what they do against the Cowboys. Don't move those goalposts on me. 
Don't move I'm not the goalposts. Goal 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 yes, you are. Yes, you are. I'm you, telling you why. You, you, just say, you just say get the I, Cardinals out of there when the Cardinals, lo- the Cardinals lost to the Panthers when they had Colt McCoy at quarterback. I said, you say get the Cardinals out of there. Recent. I, I, I said recently how they're playing. Get them out of the top five. Now, this, I mean, this is why you're moving the goalposts. You just gave us a very eloquent, very detailed uh, explanation about the league, what the league is in 2021, and we don't know anything. And and the so-called bad teams aren't that bad. The so-called good teams, hey, maybe not that good. And then I tell you about the Kansas City Chiefs, and you try to throw at me, well, they only beat so and so. So what? And you, based on what you said, we can't really go with that. We can't go with well, who you beat, who you lost to, who you beat. It's People, just everybody. No, touche. It's a no, but you got but you got to like, league, I'm, right? I'm just I'm just strictly bringing you a notch down from you are hey Kansas City's coming Kansas City's they're 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 there they're gonna be back they're gonna be back to you know AFC champion Kansas City Chiefs I'm like okay maybe but the Giants 13-7 over Jordan loves Packers and the Raiders don't signal to me that oh Kansas City is back and sorry for ever questioning the Chiefs I I just I would like to see a little more but your point is well taken. They just beat all you can do right now is beat who's in front of you. I'm gonna quote a friend of mine. A friend of mine was really, I like that. Him. Must smart be smart guy. Because uh, you don't have many. Yeah, because you know, I, I I don't I don't I don't have many friends. And you know what? I'm trying to get rid of. And the friends I have, I'm trying to cut down. <laughs> I'm trying to cut down. My with friend, with friend, with friends cut down like thirty percent. Hey, with friends and like listen, these. And I'm gonna tell you, everybody. Like sometimes you ever notice, and I'm not gonna lose the point, but um, you ever know sometimes your phone rings or you get a text. You don't have that person in contacts. You're like, who the hell is this? And like, how'd they get your number? Like, two minutes. Everybody don't need to have your phone number. Everybody don't need to have your number. You give your number out to people. Just Word. cut back. I'm just doing inventory. Doing inventory. Let's scale down by thirty percent. Anyway, a friend of Word. mine said, when you are when you're far ahead, sometimes it seems like it, se- it seems like you're lost. When you're so far ahead of everybody, <laughs> you seem lost. Right? You like that line, huh? Is that right? Isn't that what you said? Okay. You like that line, huh? So let me let me help you right now. I'm gonna help you. I'm gonna give you the final four teams. I said I was retired from this. Anyway, I'm gonna give you the fire for final four teams in the NFL. I'm gonna give you the conference champions. Conference championship game participants. In the AFC, I'll hold on. It's very familiar. It's gonna be the Tennessee Titans and the Kansas City Chiefs. That's your AFC title game right there. Chiefs, Titans. Okay. You know your NFC title game? Sure. Easy. Packers, Packers, Bucks. Cowboys. Packers, Cowboys. Packers, Cowboys. Okay. Packers, Cowboys. I think it is a That's fool's it. errand. I think it is a fool's errand this season. And I get why you would say that. Well, Cowboys not really because they don't exactly have a recent track record of, of being there at the end. But I get why you would say that given. Um, the other three teams you mentioned, they usually, they're usually standing. They're usually among the last team standing. This season, I just don't know how you can declare who the final four are going to be when we can't even agree on who the top four teams are right now. Because it's like everybody has these head scratching losses and everybody's flawed. Like, honestly, I think after Green Bay and Arizona, Except nobody can claim. The Packers have no. The Packers. The Packers, the Packers are the Packers are the only team that's been consistent. They're deep. They're they're the most. Yeah. Com, they're they may be the most complete team, 
And again, their losses are explainable. I, I, again, process elimination. I'm just I could explain their losses, both of them. The first one, the week only one. Thing, the second one, the Aaron Rodgers didn't really, play. Yeah, right, right. The only the thing Cardinals, that's really though. confusing. Oh, the card. Yeah, the Cardinals. Yeah, the only, only uh, confusing thing about the Packers is the difference between immunized and vaccinated. That's the only thing that, 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 that matters. You know, well, that's it. Well played. People are like, oh, wait a minute. All right, that's the Ooh, that's what is that? That's the yeah. The most the most big, the, the Packers, biggest concern. The most concerning thing about Green Bay is their quarterback's transparency, but uh, uh, fair enough. But the Cardinals, though, Michael, we kept before this past week. We talked about this, this reluctance all season long to give the Cardinals their credit. Um, it continues because the Cardinals again. The the Kyler Murray look Green Bay won that game fair and square, but there's that one that they lost to Green Bay, and they lost without their quarterback wide receiver, the top quarterback, top wide receiver, and top running back. Yeah, in this past, in, in, to, and they lost to Carolina, who may go on a run, not to get sidetracked. But after that, let me. I want to talk about the Titans for a second. I know you, we've both been big on the Titans because all the Titans do is find a way to win. I think they're seven and zero against playoff teams from last year, but whatever that's worth. But Michael, you do realize that since Derrick Henry went down, they're averaging 2.45 yards per carry. Yeah. That's not, I, I am not misspeaking. 2.45 yards per carry and 229 yards per game. So their offense is an issue. So while they're winning games, and that's all that matters, you can't argue with winning, while they're winning games, the way that they're doing it, does not scream sustainability. Like it doesn't scream sustainability. Teams like that. I love teams like that. So I just wanted to point. I that love out. those kind. I love those kind of teams. And and I know you 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 you're not making this mistake, but I think a lot of people who don't watch Tennessee closely. I know you do, but if people don't watch Tennessee closely. They think that Derrick Henry is the entire offense. Hey you hey know, hey Derrick Henry. But Derrick Henry goes out. They're, they're supposed to collapse. No, Derrick Henry takes away a tool from them. He takes away a dimension. But this team, I, I, I keep calling them this. I remember I called them a couple weeks ago. I said they're the most thorough team in the AFC. They're just thorough. They are, they are well built. They have an answer for pretty much everything. So they have an answer for Derrick Henry going out. That is, oh, I, I know we can't run. Do the, they? We can't run the ball like we want to. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. They're not moving because they they're running the ball. They're not. They're not moving the ball well. 229 yards a game, and in, in, in the two games out of Derrick Henry again, they they've won. They've won close games. They beat the they they, they beat the brakes off against of the Rams. Good teams. We know against good but, teams. Yes, they have. But to act like they're just the class of the AFC, full stop. They they they're winning, but they're and, and they're but they're not like anybody. They are not unlike anybody else. Everybody, most for the complete. most part, has head scratching loss, losses, and has flaws that they may or may not be on the road to correcting. We'll see. There's a lot of we'll see in the NFL. So you proclaiming the final four. God bless you. Uh, I just not I'm not Thank sure you. how anybody could do that in good conscience. 10 weeks in when as I as I laid out, this is the most parody we can remember in, uh, in a long time. With God, anything is possible. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. <laughs> Want to make mom's day? 
Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. People saying I was washed for the last few years. Um, the narrative won't fit. I mean, I can find all type of chips that, you know, I use that that's my motivation. You know, um, the hours I put in in the off season, you know, I can go down the list. You know, I'm just being counted out, being looked over. Um, so many chips that's on my shoulder that I carry. Mike, are you bullish on Chicago yet? I mean, here's DeMar DeRozan, uh, who, as he reiterated to Chris Haynes on Yahoo, thought it was a done deal with the Lakers. Compton's own has gone from, went from 35 Sunday against the Clippers to 38 last night against the Lakers. Um, belongs in the early season MVP conversation. Um, the Bulls are at the top of the Eastern Conference. Right beneath the Wizards, Monica McNutt. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll get to them momentarily. <laughs> but it's so first of all, it's so good to see you. Um, yes, yes. This DeMar DeRozan story. Um, I find it personally inspirational um, when it comes to just the narratives. I know that word is used quite often, uh, but the narratives around how he wouldn't be a fit with Zach Levine um, or how his best days were behind him. Um, and now you look at the Lakers who choose what Russell Westbrook over him. And they've, by extension, made two franchises in the Eastern Conference better. <laughs> they gave depth to the Wizards, and they allowed uh, the Bulls to get not only DeMar DeRozan, but also Alex Caruso. And if you want to throw in Lonzo Ball, by way of New Orleans, be my guest. Point being, DeMar DeRozan, how impressed are you? What impresses you most about what DeMar DeRozan has done so far this season? There's a couple things that have struck me, guys, over the course of this season. And I know it's our job to talk about sports and all the details. I, one of them is that winning is very hard. And being good over an extended period of time is difficult. And we maybe forget in our daily conversation about who's better and what guys can do their body of work and all that it took them to get to a particular place, right? So that's the first thing. Second while 30-plus is old in the league, when you start talking about the elite caliber guys, it's not yeah. as old as you think, right? And so last night we had a great moment with Derrick Rose on the Knicks coverage. He's winded after the game, and he's like, he was, he's reminding me, I'm 33. But look at what he's doing at 33, right? And so DeMar DeRozan is not yet 33. He's a tremendous scorer and talent in this league. All he needed was a system and people that bought into him. And I think yeah. the the stir in this for me that I think we've forgotten about a little bit is Billy Donovan in terms of what he has done with talented guys at different points in their career. And so I have a tremendous amount of respect for DeMar DeRozan. I mean, he has reminded us of all that he can be. He's still, you know, not nobody's calling him to be in a three-point contest. 
but he knows who he is and what he does well, and it has worked with that unit. And I just think in general, the East is going to be crazy. So, like, let's get after it. Good for him. So uh, well, I just want to follow up on that, yeah. though, because okay. Mon- yeah. I, I remember I said, Monica, it was uh, I found it personally inspiring. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like there's some DeMar DeRozan in you, Monica McNutt, if I may. For sure. In terms of like it took it took a long time to be an overnight success. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, sure. not, and not that nobody knew who DeMar DeRozan was, but just how he had been written off, you know, mm-hmm. or people that placed limits on what he could be. Uh, and to go to Chicago and not reinvent himself per se, but but still be true to himself. And now everybody's kind of catching up to him, so to speak, at least yeah. relative to the last few years in San Antonio. You feel me? Are you are you feeling the story is you. what I'm getting at. This I'm journey. With you, and I'm inspired and I like being likened to DeMar DeRozan's past. It's kind of <laughs> like he's the race there, right? Like we all know Insecure. It feels like me season. Like this feels like DeMar season. And whether it was we forgot about his pure ba- basketball ability because he's off in a small market in San Antonio because name other all-star has kind of elevated and is the headliner in the conversation. That doesn't mean that he wasn't quietly continuing to doing, continuing to do the work. And so here's the fruit of that. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been compared to DeMar DeRozan? <laughs> that, that <was> <laughs> have, have you, have you ever been compared to any uh, NBA, any professional basketball player, any, any, uh, any, any comparison. Was I doing too much? Ever. Was I, was I no, doing too much? No, I'm listen, sorry. You wasn't doing too much, Smith. I liked it. <laughs> and Holly, in college, we played at Hampton, and, and I believe this was an insult, but I was very proud of it. The Hampton student uh, called. Oh damn! Oh, right there, right there. If for oh, okay. you ain't even in a hotel. Okay, you ain't even in a hotel. What's with the bootleg Wi-Fi? Right, I thought we fixed this. Oh yeah, he froze again. <laughs> I, thought, I, thought, I, thought we, I thought we. Hey, what's the where's that where's that sideline reporter money? Wait, I thought we I thought we was new money in here. What's what's going on here? Yeah, what's that? What's happening? To, to be fair, I do think it's my personal laptop that's a little cranky, and I probably should be on the a company laptop. No, no, don't ever get a company laptop. Especially at your company, I will tell you from experience. I don't get a company laptop. Oh, that's a good line. <laughs> that's that's not, no, 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 no. They can see everything. You don't want that. You don't want, you don't want none of that. Uh, uh-uh. you, you don't want none of that. Fair enough. I, Fair enough. I don't, I don't yeah, even remember what, what you. Oh, the Hampton to. story. Yes, the Hampton, Hampton story. Yes. Hampton. Yeah, the player compared to was Tayshaun Prince. Mm-hmm. Tayshaun Prince. Tayshaun hey. Prince, and it was supposed to be an insult, but I thought he was a great basketball player, so I was with it. <laughs> no, that's not that's not an insult at all. Uh, so let me ask you this: You know, Mike started off saying to me, "Am I a believer in the Bulls?" So we talked about DeRozan, and we talked about all this, but we haven't answered that question. Am I a believer in the Bulls? Yes. How about you? Do you believe in this team as a? And when I say believer, I'm talking about top three capable of winning the Eastern Conference. Let's go that far capable of winning the East. Mm-mm. No, I don't think they have enough depth. Um, and I think I'm not even sure that the top three in the East are going to be the top three in the East, right? Like we would think that it's going to be Milwaukee, Brooklyn, Philly, if healthy. But if we're to look at where we are right now, Milwaukee's not healthy. They're in the bottom of the Eastern Conference. Philly's kind of up and down as of late, and Brooklyn is heavily reliant on Kevin Durant, which is a great guy to be reliant on. 
But we are 12, 13 games in. Like, we got a lot to get through. And I just think the East is going to be an absolute gauntlet this year for everybody. And I do think that Chicago's depth might come to bite them in their butt. So the same thing for the Wizards? Are they are they just a, a, a entertaining, feel-good, regular season story? I, honestly, I just love the fact that they trade Russell Westbrook, who I love. But basically, the Lakers made them a better team. You know, but they essentially got they got their depth in the Lakers and bring it on Dinwiddie, obviously. But do you believe in the Wizards or are they more of an illusion? If the belief is for them to come out of the East, the answer is no. Do I think the Wizards will be a playoff team this year? Yes. Like, I think the I was doing this the other day on a piece of paper. I mean, look at the standings, y'all. Like, the Cavs are not. I don't think the Cavs are a fluke. Evan Mobley is terrific. Like, this playing game in the East is going to mean a ton. And so outside of, again, that top three, which is not even the current top three right now outside of the Nets, and maybe if you're all in on the Heat, like, I just think it's going to be an absolute gauntlet in the East this year. And so those divisional matchups will matter so much more. Um, I think we're going to really, really enjoy following basketball. But if I had to pick between the Wizards or the Bulls, I'm a little bit more inclined to go Wizards just because I think that hall of guys that they got with the championship experience from the Lakers puts them over the top. And it's it, you could say that it's about to be Bradley Beal season two. You, you know what? Uh, I, I don't know if either one of y'all follows hockey. Probably not. Probably not. But I, I'm, I'm going somewhere. Okay. I don't know about hockey. Bear with me. though. Uh, <laughs> hockey has this little thing. They got this little thing that after Thanksgiving that if you just if you just take a picture if you take a screenshot of the standings on Thanksgiving that's a little foreshadowing about what's going to happen uh, in the playoffs if you ain't got it together by Thanksgiving in hockey you probably not gonna get it together and I think in the NBA it's Christmas I think it's Christmas the NBA season starts and yeah, everybody gets excited it, that's the unofficial start anyway yeah yeah mm-hmm. that is so do you think and I'm asking you to uh, I'm asking you your feeling a little bit of a prediction just observations you already mentioned the Nets and how reliant they are on Kevin Durant. We have not mentioned the name Kyrie Irving here in a long time. Do you think Kyrie Irving will be back? Will he be a Christmas present for the uh, Brooklyn Nets? Do you get the sense that this is just it's quiet and it's going to stay quiet and the, and the Nets better figure it out without Kyrie. What, what, what's your feeling on it? And thoughts on it. I think the state of New York, the city of New York, follows the science. And if this variant, this pandemic that we're still in holds pattern, it doesn't get better when it gets colder. And therefore, I don't expect Kyrie to move off of his resolution. And so I'm fully go on a season without Kyrie. That leads me right where I want to go, personally. Because, you know, I'm just excited to talk. It's been a while since we talked to you. Like, stuff's happened in your world, including yeah. you are now a resident of the city of New York, right? Mm-hmm. You, you've, you live in New York now. We saw you make uh, your sideline reporting debut. I think it was uh, Detroit-Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you've been talking about it a lot lately. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's a, an amazing platform. It's also a very difficult job. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, as you know, and you, and you, you wrote an awesome uh, caption thanking all the people who helped make your job easier. Uh, I guess, what have you learned about yourself from that experience? I still want to be an NBA analyst. <laughs> I'm still <Yeah>. one. <laughs> 
and at this point, closed mouths don't get fed. Anybody that asks me, that's what I'm gonna tell you. I think that that role, it will never get the respect that it deserves because you get a total of six minutes, if that, of television time, right? Um, but in order to do that well, there is so much to juggle. There's a tremendous amount of reporting prior to, you know, whatever is happening in the game. And it may not ever see the light of day. And so I think while I, Jeff Van Gundy has forgotten more basketball than I know, right? So I enjoyed listening to him and working with him in person. He's exactly what he is on TV in person, which was very captivating. Um, at the same time, you know, Doris Burke has been someone who I admire tremendously, but outside of Doris Burke and Sarah Kustak, like, there's still room for more of us to push. Um, and so sure. I appreciate the sideline reporter role because it puts me on the ground. And I love these type of conversation exactly. shows, but I do want a certain level of credibility with players, coaches, team personnel. Like, if you see me, you can check me on what I said or you can tell me something on background, whatever that is. So that puts me on the ground, and I'm very excited about that. But the ultimate goal is to get to the chair for sure. I was going to say, man, I hope I hope you do it. I hope I hope you do more of it. Um, because first of all, that versatility is, is priceless to be able to, as you know, play multiple positions, mm -hmm. you know, keeps you in the mix uh, for a long time Two, right. there is no substitute for being on the road and getting that face time because that's go That's what's going to actually and you don't need me to tell you this, but that's what's going to get you where you want to go. It's like right. it's not it's not always a linear path. So wanting to be an NBA analyst, which you're already great at, there's more than one way to arrive at that destination. And and being on the road and being a reporter in addition to that studio uh, work you're doing, that fine studio work you're doing, is really going to make you super dangerous and super valuable. So it, it was just it was exciting to see you doing that, challenging yourself, stretching yourself, you know, putting yourself that. in different spaces and, and showing showing that you could just you know drop you in, like get out of one trick pony, you know? Yeah. You know what? Uh, I want to continue this. I want to continue this because I don't know if you remember uh, saying this to us, Monica. I asked you about uh, the last time we had you on. We were talking about the WNBA. I said, how does the WNBA, you know, uh, raise that awareness? You said, hey, talk about WNBA games, just like you talk about, you know, just like at least know some of the, the, the star players in the league and, and have conversations about the star players, not just when there's a a, a protest uh, and you know right. WNBA players are being activists and, and putting Raphael Warnock uh, in the Senate and, and I think we did it. I think we did it here. Well, let me ask you about the chair. So you want to get in the chair. How do we get more people in those positions? How do we get more women in those positions? I, I think a lot of people say, oh, yeah, we're ready for it. We're ready for it. But then when it comes down to it, the numbers are low. How do we increase those numbers? I mean, Holly and Smith, I don't have to tell y'all this. Even though you are front-facing people, the power call, the shot caller sent me the email this morning, booked me on this show. Like, the people behind the scenes still have to buy in. And largely, that group of people is still um, very homogeneous, right? Like, it's still a bunch of white men calling the shots. And so I think I've been having these really great conversations about diversity for another project that I'm working on. But I think... At the bare bones of this, it is to have real relationship in which you are willing to learn and receive constructive criticism with people that are trying to achieve. When we have this conversation about diversity and inclusivity, it's in our minds, it's this table of probably white men, right, who hold the keys and all the cards. And when we walk into the room as a woman, diverse candidate, any marginalized group that should be represented, the, the mentality is, oh, thank you for letting me in this room. 
The reality is, you need to be thankful that I came in this room because you need me just as bad as I need you and you just don't know it yet. And so, let me calm down and be professional. Um, I think the people behind the scenes have to buy all the way in and we're just not there yet. I'll do you one better. And this is where my head been at for a minute. We just got to build our own table. Simple as that. Mm. I mean, like, you know, the, 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 the opportunities are great and it's fun, but as long as we're waiting on somebody else to see, uh, this goes back to the DeMar DeRozan thing, or, or, even, or even you, Monica, or all of us, as long as we're waiting on somebody else to see us and make a determination based on their agenda, yeah. their needs, you know, their platform, whatever it is, whatever boxes they want to check, or just whether they decide that we're ready, as long as we're waiting on that, we're going to be frustrated. Mm-hmm. So the ultimate goal has to be to make our own table and have who we want pull up a chair at that table. Otherwise, we're at the mercy of somebody else's vision or lack thereof, you know, yeah. when it comes to whether or not they recognize what we're capable of doing. Um, how's New York, man? Uh, it, it's okay that you move close and ain't say nothing. How's New York? Uh, listen, <laughs> New York is an adventure. Um, I'm learning new things all the time. The homeless people are very... Um, um, I, I don't want to say that they're ungrateful because they live a whole life that I um, have never touched, but they're willing to have conversations with you as, other than just thank you. Um, it's still very weird to be places and people are like, oh, that's Monica McNutt. And I'm like, who, where? Like, huh? Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's been cool. The other day, I thought I was doing something, y'all. I, for the most part, I've mastered the, the subway system in terms of getting where I need to be. But I was like, okay, I'm gonna go get this COVID test. I'm gonna get off at this spot. I'm gonna walk because, you know, it's a beautiful day. Nobody told me that walking through Central Park is not a straight shot. And therefore, I was very much like the SpongeBob meme in the middle of Central Park. Like, where am I? <laughs> like, somebody send me an Uber, please, because I just need to get where I gotta go. Um, so it's a new adventure every day. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, um, that's great. We know you're gonna be great on the road Monica. a lot. Uh, Congratulations. You know, I'm, I'm right. I'm right next door in Connecticut. He's right next door in, in Massachusetts. So, you know, we'll see. It's not right. She's like, I'm trying to learn New York. Leave me alone. I got stuff I got to do. You know, maybe later. Right. She's on the road. Let me get through the season. on the ground. Let me get through the season. Yeah, let her, let her get her Wi-Fi straight. You know, get a, get a, get a laptop, but not a company yeah. laptop. I'm telling you, that will backfire. You're right. So and I'm I got told. laptop and expensive in the name of business. You're right, Smith. I got you. You don't have a company Monica. cell phone either, do you? Don't get that either. I don't have a company cell phone. Mm. Not interested. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Anything they give you, they can take back. That's the moral of this whole conversation. Listen, the job, make our own table. The laptop, they can take it back. <laughs> I got you. And yeah, Mike. Look, the folks in New York, the folks in New York know that you're stealing. Your neighbors know you're stealing Wi-Fi, because that's not very neighborly. Well, you know, wow. Like you still wow. like that's why that's what's happening. That's what's happening. Come on. Come on. Admit it. Admit it. That's what you're doing. That is not. Trust me. My bill that comes every month. That is not what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Monica. Thanks, guys. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. 
guaranteed. Hey, Michael, I got a, I got some assigned reading for you. And this is uh, from GQ, uh, from Zach Barron, uh, profile of their athlete of the year, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and why he chose the path of most resistance. It is fascinating. Like a lot of people think they know Giannis' story, uh, and they do know Giannis' story. It's been well documented. Um, there's humble beginnings, and then there's what Giannis grew up in in Greece uh, on his way to NBA superstardom. Uh, you I'm assuming you haven't had a chance to read it just yet, have you? Have uh, you I've read, uh, I've, I've read the critical quotes, and I've even read the damage control, the spin from Giannis's agent. And I don't, don't, don't let me uh, go off track and talk about how agents just need to sit down sometimes. Just sit down, just stop. Uh, say less, do less. But yeah, I, I got the gist. The gist of it is uh, the money quote. In my opinion, I think this is where you're going. The money quote is the challenge. I met the challenge. I brought a championship, helped bring a championship to Milwaukee. The next challenge in two years might be somewhere else. Wow. And he did. And the agent tried to walk it back, but Giannis, even when it gave context, he was like, hey, I'm being honest with you. I'm always honest. It might be the next challenge. So I think that's a, that's a big statement from Giannis. A little surprising because he stayed and signed that five-year extension. But I, I don't think anybody in Milwaukee, if he does get there, I know we're going two years down the road, but if he gets to that point, Mike, I don't think anybody in Milwaukee can be bitter about it. So it's interesting that, um, that you saw the headline and you saw the, 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 the news-making quote from the article. And, and I, yeah. I, I say that I, I say this respectfully. So this is that's not a shot at you by any means. Um, but this is one that's of those where you got to read the article. No, 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 it's really not. It's really not. No, it, no, it's not. It's really not. I, I swear it's not. But it's just really one of those where you got to read the article because when I saw, um, you know, I think I, I think I saw it on pro basketball talk. Um, when I saw the headline, I was like, damn, you know, Giannis put it out there that, you know, after just winning the championship that the challenge might be elsewhere. But when you but when you read the article, it's much softer when you meet when you read the profile it's actually much softer softer than it sounds in a, in, in a vacuum in a vacuum. It sounds like all right. What's next? Hey, just saying may want to try something new somewhere else. And while that is true in context is really representative of and it's, and it's a broader philosophical conversation. I'm in a philosophical mood today, Michael which highs are different than any other day, right? But it goes back to the journey for uh, DeMar DeRozan. So for Giannis, when everything for Giannis has always been doing things the hard way, whether it was how he grew up in Greece, uh, whether it was how he approached his grind, once you've reached the top of the mountain, then who are you? What drives you? What motivates you? What's fascinating with Giannis is like, and it's, it's so many different anecdotes, it's brilliant reporting. You'll love it. You'll love it. Um, ace reporter that you are. There's so many different anecdotes about, you know, the IVs that he needed in the finals, including after the 50 piece, you know, his response to winning the championship and why he needed to be by himself. Um, you know, having now two children 
uh, and thinking about what his mother endured to bring him into the world and into to provide a life for him. How how frugal? I don't want to say cheap, but how frugal he is with his money. You know, like he doesn't. He talked about how he's not into the clothes and and, and walking down the tunnel and trying to you know. Uh, you know, win the fashion show before he w- tries to go win a basketball game. Doesn't do private jets. Would much rather go to somebody in an exit row and bargain to trade seats with them in an exit row. It's really about somebody whose entire mindset has been literally the first one in the gym and the last one out. That's well documented. Uh, but now that he right. has achieved that greatness that he's that he's hungered for and that's driven him, now what's going to drive him? Um, now it's repeating, and obviously the Bucks have been off to a, a rough start uh, with, you know, with all the injuries and, and, and the COVID absences for the Bucks. But just saying that, look, there is the possibility that down the road it will take something else to to motivate me, and it might not be in Milwaukee. I don't think there's any alarm bells that he may leave. I don't think that's what this was. This was just about him trying to figure out who he is now that he is the person that he always wanted to be. Does that make sense? Now, it makes sense. Now, I'm one of those people who believes the book is usually better than the movie. The article Mm -hmm. is always better than the headline or the summary. I get it. Uh, I believe in that all the way. But I need you, since you're in a philosophical mood and you read the entire article, put this quote for me in context. Because mm-hmm. I don't see how it could be out of context. Here's a quote. One challenge, says Giannis, was to bring a championship here, and we did. It was very hard, but we did. Very, very hard. I just love challenges. What's the next challenge? The next challenge might not be here. He continues. Mm-hmm. Me and my family chose to stay in this city that we all love and has taken care of us for now. Emphasis his, not mine. Mm-hmm. In two years, that might change. Mm-hmm. I'm being totally honest with you. Why would you say I'm being totally honest with you if you're not saying something controversial? Uh, yeah. I'm always honest. I love this can, city. Can I, can, I love this community. Can I say something? I want to help as much as possible. What, what, what's unspoken about that just now? This is this is Michael Holly's thought bubble. So and so, I know how to read. <laughs> I ain't got to read the article. I know how to read. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that that it's that is out of context in the way that athletes have traditionally said. Oh, that quote taken out of context is misrepresented. No, 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 no. I'm saying, saying what he's saying. I'm saying it hits different when you read the whole article. It just it, it okay. lands differently. So that's all no, I'm no, saying. No, okay. Not not, right, not that every, not that everything right. you read not that everything you read should be taken as him saying it. Look, it's his words. It's his words that the challenge may not be in Milwaukee. So I'm not I'm not saying he's misquoted. I'm saying when you when it's in, taken in totality. Okay. This journey that of, of discovery that he's on, he has to reinvent yeah. himself now that he's won a championship. It's part of his, his dealings with his sports psychologist. The only way he knows is the rough side of the mountain. So in that context, what he's saying makes more sense than in a vacuum. It may seem like, oh man, somebody getting a Giannis or Giannis may want to go to Miami after all. Or Giannis may want to join a super team somewhere else. Maybe because he said it, but it's more about trying to find the okay. thing that's going to keep him on that grind that got him here in the first place. So you, so you read it as that. So he said, if you, it lands different if you read it. So you've read it. And I read him as being vulnerable is. and being and being honest and just 
spitballing. Like the dude is trying not to cuss in the article. You know what I mean? Because he got kids now. It was a very illuminating look at what makes Giannis tick. That's why I would say it's, re it's required reading. But it's somebody yeah. who's just trying to figure out who he is now. Because who he's always been is a guy that was chasing. Like what happens, you know, when, when, when the dog catches the car, so to speak. You know what I mean? What happens yeah. when you've achieved everything you've never even dreamed of? Some people say, oh, it's beyond his wildest dreams. It literally is because he never thought about being this guy. Not that he is this apex predator. Well, what's going to make me hungry enough to hunt now? What's good? Like, now that I'm at the top, what's, go what's, what's going to push me? And maybe it's not in Milwaukee. He probably, from a, from a PR perspective, probably if I'm the Bucks or if I'm his publicist, probably better serve not opening that pan per proverbial Pandora's box by even that's suggesting they, that you yeah. might leave and you know, but nonetheless it's quoted. Yeah, because the headline it doesn't do him any favors, but the article itself just shows you a guy who at 26 is still searching because all he's ever known is being the hunted and now the deer is the hunter. That's all. But am, am, am yeah. I downplaying it too much though? You think because it sounds like you're like, no, bit. this is something. Okay. Yeah, I think you're downplaying a little bit. I think I think so, but but I can okay. understand why because because you, you said you're in a philosophical mood, so it's maybe you're looking at too. it philosophically. I, okay, here, I'm in here's a sentimental mood too. <laughs> I, oh, nice, nice, nice reference, classic. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think I think he is a guy. I think he's exactly that. Somebody, a, a, a guy who is searching and trying to discover new things. And I think he's someone who has thought about leaving Milwaukee and not 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 eager. Well, he thought about okay. it before <clears throat> he thought about it before he's, he's, about he's it. honest about that. He considered it, you know, and people were recruiting him, but he decided I to love do it that the hard in the way. story too, where he had. He yeah. said people were texting him telling him to leave. I want to know who's texting who's texting you and telling you to leave. What's their agenda, right? But I, I think, I think we've number. gotten to the point. I love this. I love this. Uh, and tell me if I'm being too, um, too optimistic about sports fans and sports media, but I think we've gotten to the point where we don't take it as personally. We're not as nasty, especially when NBA players leave. Like baseball players leave, nobody cares. Nobody cares. Like uh, you know, uh, Bryce Harper, he left. You know, well, he left the Nationals. Ain't nobody care. And nobody like, it's, no, it's, it's they, like they, they cared in DC. They, oh, they care. But they, but it wasn't like this national. How dare you leave? You're not a baseball mm. doesn't say you're not allowed to yeah. leave. And basketball, yeah. they draft you. You don't spend four years on a minor league bus. They see you immediately. They feel like no, you gotta stay, man. You got drafted. Hey, I don't care if you got drafted by Sacramento. You better love it here, like. I got drafted by Sacramento. I can't. I think once I, I, can't leave a, I think once seven, a great player to typically there's still it's, it's once a great player wins a championship with the team that drafted him does it quote unquote the hard way the Jordan way. I think they're granted yeah. some grace when it comes to their decision making after well, that. now, but also but LeBron, you know LeBron think, and Kevin Durant. They walk well, they crawled so other people could walk and run. They, they died for the sins of people to follow them so to speak. So I think I think LeBron I think LeBron set both examples of what of yeah. how you should and should not act in LeBron slash Cleveland how you should and should not yeah. act. 
when he left, the, the, you know, I'm taking my, you know, taking my talents to South Beach and they're burning his jersey and all that stuff. Uh, don't do that. Dan Gilbert letter. Don't do that. But then when right. LeBron left for Los Angeles after winning the championship in Cleveland, Cleveland, this is for you. Won yeah. the championship. Everybody's good. good. So Giannis, I, I mean, think is he, he's been great there. Won a championship. Might win another one. If it, if it is somewhere else, it's cool. You got I, I want you to read the article though, because it's just it's, I am gonna if read. he wasn't your, if he wasn't it. one of your favorite players, I know you're a Bucks guy. If he wasn't one yes. of your favorite players before, he's definitely one of your favorite players after reading this. I guess just I'm he's a really still drives the same 2011 GMC. You know, just he's just easy guy to root for, regardless of what uniform you wear. All right, got company on the other side. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. How close is Steph to a top 10 player all time? Um, I'd say he's about top 15-ish right now. He could definitely yeah, crack yeah. top 10 before his career's out. That's that's I, not a hot take, I don't think. That's If somebody were to say he's 10 right now, I wouldn't argue with them. You know what I mean? I wouldn't argue. I do think he's top 15, but this motherfucker is so good at basketball. Good. He's making it look so easy. And this is even the, like the, I think he's shooting like 44% from the field. You know what I'm saying? He hasn't even reached like peak midseason Steph form. You know what I mean? And then Clay's coming back on that time. It's going to be fun as fuck watching him this season, dog. Yeah. And we got like it's, seven it's, more years of this, too, because he plays like he, he has the, the, the youngest old man game ever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Very low impact game he has. You, you feel so, me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good at podcasting. <laughs> that's, right. <laughs> that's right. That's yeah, right. You said it. You said it, Mike. Uh, the Jenkins and Jones podcast, and you know we've had we've had them on individually. We keep talking about getting it in a four box so we could do this thing, and here we are, all four of us. Uh, and and I, I love that conversation you start off having about uh, Steph Curry. We had our own Steph Curry conversation. Oh, we had a couple of them the last couple of weeks. And I was saying that he's the number two point guard of all time. Oh, is that crazy? Is that crazy nah. after Magic? Mm-hmm. Not at all. He I totally redefine? Agree. Oh, really? We good? Yeah. Oh, for sure. For that? sure. For sure. For sure. The game <laughs> totally is today's agree. game because of Steph Curry. You can't take that away from him. He's a he's an animal. Yeah. He's but, like, Steph, but, Steph is like is like a bookmark. Like I think when you look back on the history of the evolution of the NBA. There's going to be a before Steph and an after Steph, and we are currently in the after Steph era right now. Oh, I love it, man. I, I, I'm so happy, and I know I speak for Mike. I'm so happy uh, that you guys have have decided to join the show. Come on, mm-hmm. uh, I think this conversation. You want to talk about uh, before this conversation and after? We're about to do something different. This is something <laughs> completely different. We're taking it to another level. But before we get there, I got I have to I have to start off with like a little bit of a hater aid uh, hater comment. I think the Lakers are foul. The Lakers are foul. Please discuss. 
Yeah. You know, I was, I was, I was, I was totally the, you know, the season's young, give him some time guy, but I think there's time to press that panic button. I really do. Um, and, and you know, everyone's saying, you know, Bron's out. I don't know if Bron coming back and fix this. They haven't looked that incredibly different with, with Bron and without Bron. You know what I mean? They're still, you know, struggle. They're still a head scratching team, even with Bron in the lineup. So I don't know, bro. I thought, I didn't know if they'd be good, but I thought they'd at least be fun. They're not even good enough to be fun right now. You know what I mean? Westbrook is, I mean, it's breaking records in turnovers. It's stressful. It's stressful. So, like, yeah, I haven't, like, it's it's not even fun basketball. I don't, I I think, yeah, I think it's time. We need to to look for something else or just settle in, you know, what were we we about? Seven? Seven in the the West probably. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the season, we're definitely a playing team. It's just, it's not looking good for them boys, man. And Bron looking yeah, we old. Were talking early, we were talking earlier about the, about their organizational decision-making because it's like, you know, six degrees of separation, not even. You look at the Bulls, the Lakers practically built the Bulls with, you know, giving up on, we're going to go way back, pre-New Orleans, giving up on Lonzo Ball as early as they did, okay, which again, revisionist history, but nonetheless, just for sake of argument, I'm saying it. Giving up on Lonzo Ball early as they did. Alex Caruso's in Chicago and not signing DeMar DeRozan the way they thought, uh, the way he thought that they would. Meanwhile, in D.C., the top seed in the East is basically a bunch of uh, Lakers rejects wanting to get uh, Russell Westbrook in return. You know, so uh, I, it's it's definitely not fun. It is definitely stressful. But tonight should be fun. Um, the aforementioned Steph Curry uh, mm-hmm. versus Kevin Durant, uh, probably, you know, probably the two leaders for MVP. One could argue. Mm-hmm. Oh, 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 what you got, LeJethro? What you, I mean, who do you expect to have a better game tonight? And right now, who would you rather have between those two guys? I, I think I think I'm partial to KD. Uh, we, we were talking about Giannis a lot. Y'all talking about Giannis before this. I think KD is the best player in the world. I think he is literally unstoppable. Um, and in big, the big moments he showed up to and Steph hasn't, so I would say KD, but like we're splitting hairs here. Who wouldn't want either of them? Um, I yeah, do think sure. the Warriors are a better team, though. I think when they come, when, like I said in, in the clip y'all showed, when Clay comes back, they might be playing for a chip. I, I'm not, I don't think that's even a hot take. They're, 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 I think they're no. legit good, and Clay is that good. For sure. I mean, they're looking like the best team in the league so far, you know, early on this season. Um, you know, Steph is, is an MVP front runner, KD's an MVP front runner. So it's it's gonna be interesting, but who I would rather have? That is a tough question. Um, you know, we've we've had the the benefit of seeing both these guys on the same team, and we've seen you know the Warriors without Steph and with Steph. And I would probably lean towards Steph because I think Steph is more of an he's more of an engine for an offense. I would say, you know, KD is the offense, but Steph is is the offense as well. But he can also push the offense and kind of you know get the offense in their groove and get things going there. So I'd probably go with Steph. Just by a hair. If if I'm looking for the you know the whole team aspect, taking all of that into consideration, I do think KD's the better player. But you know, team wise, I probably well, there stay. you go, there you go. Because like, all right, because because I'm gonna make it even harder on you right now because I'm gonna combine the conversation we've been having about these two former teammates, these two all time greats that we get to see tonight. So again, we were having our same version of the Steph conversation. I was saying that before it's all said and done, he could go down as, forget just point guard, forget greatest shooter ever, which he's unanimously the greatest shooter ever right now, but one of the handful of greatest players of all time. But you guys both know that that is a tough club to get into. Like VIP is super, super exclusive when it comes to that club, because one could argue that Kevin Durant 
if he, if he isn't already, will be in that same club. So even all time, like where do you think these two dudes will end up all time? Who ends up being better? Is it Steph? Is it Durant? Because right now I think we would say all time, or even when they played together on the Warriors, Durant was the better player. But Steph broke the game and changed the game. So how do you measure these two dudes in terms of their all-time greatness? You first, Dragonfly. That is a great question. I mean, it kind of comes <laughs> down to, to are, are we, you know, just just examining it from a purely talent perspective or from, you know, an impact and all things encompassing that. And if, you know, we're going with the latter, of course, you know, as we mentioned before, you got to go with Steph because of how he changed the game, I would say. But, um, you know, I, I do think that, that Steph is a very unique case in being that I think, you know, I think we're all in agreement that he's the second best point guard ever, uh, best shooter ever. Um, he's one of the guys, like, I think when we talk about, like, the, the gold, silver, bronze podium of players of this era, it's Bron, it's KD, and it's Steph. You know, it's those yep. three guys right there. Yep. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, from, from a historical perspective, though, it's, you know, now I'm going to give KD some praise. We've never seen anything quite like KD, bro. We have never seen a seven-foot Wayne who can, a 50-40-90 guy. Like, that is... He is just absurd. Like he, if you if you made a creative player, like it would be KD. You know, a seven foot guy who can shoot the three and can get to whatever shot he wants. Like he's he's a perfect basketball player. I think I think God was like, oh y'all want a basketball player? Here's KD. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. with that, and with, you know what I'm saying? Here's a seven footer, unstoppable. You y'all can't y'all block his jumper. His <laughs> you want a hooper? We got a hooper like for that. you. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I think and with accolades, I mean, and they played on the same team. KD was obviously the best player at a lot of moments, so I think he's better than Steph in that way. But I mean, it's so weird when I'm thinking like these guys. I think they're both end up being top ten. But like at this point, who are we getting out of the top ten to put them in the top ten? Is, are we getting Kobe right. out of the top ten to get him out? You know what I'm saying? The guys at, at their eight, nine, and ten oh. are guys. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's it's kind of yeah. hard, and for nostalgia purposes, Not I don't say that. Hard. You 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 know you feel me? So like, but I mean, I I think at the end, I think they'll be up there in the top ten. I think they're that that good. For sure. You know what, uh, uh, fellas? This, this this is how long I've been uh, covering covering uh, the NBA. I remember when the 50th anniversary came out. I just started covering the league and I remember uh, Bob McAdoo wasn't on it. And I, I, I went to Miami and that's all you know, I wanted to talk to him about something else. That's all he wanted to talk about. <laughs> all he wanted to talk about how he wasn't on the list. He was pissed. Okay, he just kept going. No, but I'm saying like I was tripping because I was like, why does it matter to him that much? He just kept saying, I can't believe they didn't put me on the list. Yeah, that, that, young boy, you know, have you ever seen me play? You know, you know my stats, you know what I did? And so I was like, wow, this league, this, this list really mattered to him. And on this top 75 list, you can pick your snub, whoever it is for you. You think dudes are tripping like that now, like they were then? Does it really matter? I mean, it's really, it's a, it's a subjective list of 75 people. You don't get any kind of awards if you're on the list. It doesn't increase your money. <laughs> you guys think it really matters all that much to the people who were snubbed, so so to speak. Yeah, I, I definitely think it, it does. Um, I saw a Dwight interview with Taylor Rooks where he was talking about that. You know, it, it stung a bit when when he found out he was snubbed, and he's he's probably the biggest snub on the on that easily, list, right? Right? You know, um, you could say you know the, the the best center of of for about a decade. 
you know, three-time defensive player of the year, you know, a guy who, who you know, we're talking about the evolution of the game. We can't leave out those magic squads. You know, they mm-hmm. ushered, they helped usher in the, the space and pace era where, where you know, um, Dan Gundy surrounded Dwight, you know, put Dwight on, on the block and surrounded him with shooters, you know, spacing. So they definitely revolutionized the game too. So I can completely understand Dwight, you know, uh, um, you know, taking issue against them because, you know, I'm not even a Dwight guy. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think there's any secret about that. But, but he, he's a talent. He's a talent, and he should have been a top 75 guy. No question. Based on what he's done, what he's done, and the people talk about, I mean, everybody's talking about this AD and Dwight, and what should, who should have been. It's easily Dwight. It's easily Dwight. Mm-hmm. I think AD, like, as far as skills, he's more skilled. But what Dwight has done mm-hmm. has been incredible. And that's, I think that top 75 is legacy building for Dwight. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like you, people, I think people have forgotten how good he was. You put him in the top 75, you can't forget. It's stamp. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I also, I think Kyrie. I think like, like, like I think, I think, I think, I think I don't think there's 75 players better than Kyrie Irving. I know all this weirdo stuff he's doing as of late. I get it and all that, but there's not 75 players better than Kyrie Irving. It's just not. You know what I mean? And I, I love Dame, but you know, I think over the last three years, Dame has got to the point where we're putting him him and Steph in the same conversation. Before that, a, it was Kyrie there's, there's for like romance. eight years. You know what I'm saying? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, but so like, what are we, like, it, it, it's, it's, there's a recency bias there. I mean, we, we can't forget Kyrie's still Kyrie. He's still a 40 Kyrie's ball. tough. You know I mean? Kyrie, Kyrie's tough, man. And first of all, speaking of snubs, I think somebody we snubbed this entire conversation, specifically about point guards, Isaiah Thomas. Like, Dragonfly, you said earlier, he's like, we all agree that Steph's the second greatest point guard of all time. Oh, yeah. like, Zeke's my number three. Oh, okay. Okay. Isaiah ain't two. Oh, Isaiah ain't two, though. Mike, uh, don't, don't, I, don't, I don't want to derail this. I'm, 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 like, no, I no, no. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm interested in that. You, you, you put Isaiah over Steph? Right. It's just hard to, it's hard to dismiss a dude that was as much a fact, like, that was his league for a minute. Like in a in a league in a league with Jordan, a league with Bird, a league with Magic, Magic he was putting yep. them all out at yep. various points. And, and, he was, and, and he, 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 he was putting them out. Yeah. That wasn't never. He his slayed league. all of them in the same postseason, though. He slayed all of them that, in the same postseason. You can't slay all of them, right? And got the numbers Come to on. back it up as well. So it's just I, look, Steph, Steph, Steph's a different breed, a different beast. I'm not gonna fight you over Steph being number two. Right, I just felt right. like we needed to at minimum acknowledge Isaiah Thomas. But as far as the Kyrie point, though, man, like Kyrie is tough for me, and I don't want to underrate the dude because we had the conversation the other day. I think it was Iguodala was saying that you know he he got him fourth among point guards. Like mm-hmm. Kyrie is as gifted as any player that has ever touched the basketball. He was born to put the ball in the basket. He's talking about God for saying sure. you want a Hooper, here's Kevin Durant. The guy said you want a bucket, here's Kyrie Irving. He'll get yeah. you that bucket. Right. But independent of his time with LeBron. What's he really done? And I and I know that sounds disrespectful on the surface. He's been individually brilliant. I don't know that I could put him on the same level as some of the the great point guards like a Magic, like an Isaiah, like a Steph, you know, like a, a, you know, a Oscar. I don't I don't you, mean you diminish know, the dude's accolades, but you know, if, if we run it from a bear, right? I just got to be faster than you, right? If we, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> like, like yeah. you know what I'm saying, like he just got to be better than Dame to get top 275, and he was better than Dame. As oh, okay. You know <laughs> okay. what I'm saying? All right. So I'm not okay. putting him top yeah. four. You know, there's a, there's a middle ground. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. 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 I'm not yeah. saying these top four point guards don't put him top I got 20. You. Like, I got you. like you know, like he's like, better you know, than that like, dude. Was saying, Is he better than that dude or not? And I'm saying he belongs in this room. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. He belongs in this room, yeah. He, and I love that. Yeah. I'm not mad at Damien Top 75, but Kyrie's been a, has a better career than Damien. 
I'm sorry. I, I, and I also wonder if I'm being honest with myself, guys. I also wonder if some of the drama is clouding my judgment of Kyrie. You know, like I, I like him generally, but you know whether it's Boston and, and and how things went down in Boston, so far in Brooklyn, and pre and pre LeBron in Cleveland, Kyrie. Sometimes I wonder if that keeps me from from being an objective evaluator. Michael, when you brought up when you brought up uh, snubs earlier, you know who I thought you were going to bring up, Michael. I thought who? you were going to bring up Scotty Pippen. No, Scotty oh, Pippen. Scottie. I thought you. I thought oh yeah, you were oh, let's, let's have this. Let's do this. <laughs> let's do this right now. Let's do Go this because we've been we've been going back and forth on Scotty and Michael. All right, what's Scotty's motivation? Because Scotty is Scotty's not just pushing back. Scotty's flat out hating. Scotty is being disrespectful. Back when back when slapping was fashionable. I mean, he's taking it to a whole new level. Why why is he doing this? Tell me this. Tell me what, what's 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 Scotty's motivation? Um, I think the motivation is this is how he genuinely feels. I don't think it's deeper than that. Um, I think that I think that players on those Bulls teams, I think they're proud of their accomplishments, but I don't know if anyone was particularly happy during those ones from what I've seen guys talking about. You know what I mean? Like like guys do not, you know, look back when smiling ear to ear talking about how how great the runs were. You know, there's a there's definitely a sense of accomplishment, a sense of pride about it. But guys do not seem like they had fun on those things. And I I, I think Scotty's just getting this off his chest. I do think this is how he genuinely feels. And there was 10 episodes about MJ and I don't think Scotty got enough love. I don't think Scotty got enough love mm, and I think Scotty really? felt that way. You know, I don't think he had enough love. I don't think he felt that way. Scottie Pippen was a hooper. You know what I mean? And when when Jordan he gave, retired, he gave Magic, he gave Magic Jackson hell for that first ring, and they never mentioned it. You know what I mean? One of the top three or four it. defenders ever. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, he he was incredible. You know what I mean? And when 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 he wasn't there, he was like what third in the running for MVP. You know, and in, in, in an incredibly talented league. Scotty was a dog, and we don't talk about it like that. I think he made when he made top fifty. The first time people were questioning whether Scottie Pippen should be top 50. He hasn't gotten his love. So I think the way he's thinking about getting his love is by diminishing Jordan. The thing is, you can't diminish Jordan. He's the one. Yeah. Right? It's, it's, it's a little bit of desperation, it seems. Because in the immortal words of uh, that poet, Freddie Gibbs, shit was different when Mike left and it was Scotty team. So let's not get this twisted about how much love Scottie Pippen actually deserved. I mean, it's like, but you know what? Hearing y'all say it though, and that's why I love talking to y'all, because like when me and Michael do it, you know, it's like I'm hearing myself, Michael and I talk about it constantly. I guess maybe I just I'm missing it. And it's obviously Scotty's is Scotty's right. Scotty can write his own, literally and figuratively, write his own story. Okay? Like that's up to Scottie Pippen. And he can see it how he wants to see it because he was there. But everything you just said, Lejato was like. Everybody, you know, is, is accurate, which is all facts. But anybody who's watched basketball and knows anything about basketball knows what Scottie Pippen meant to those teams and knows how individually brilliant Scottie Pippen was at both ends. He was the prototype mm -hmm. point forward yeah, and mm -hmm. one of the greatest wing defenders of all time. So I was always wondering, like, how, like what else does Scottie want? Like, he can't well, be okay. like Mike, you know. But yeah, if, yeah, but well. clearly he was. But clearly he's not getting enough. And I and I respect that. If he needs to get more love, then maybe we just need to get his man the love that he's seeking. Because I, I thought he got plenty of it, but maybe I'm in the minority well, thinking know, Mike, that he's getting the recognition he deserves. Mike, but you know, it sounds like y'all, he's not really looking for hoop heads. Like we all follow ball, and so we uh, we recognize what, what Scotty did, but he's not looking for that. I think he's looking for a little bit more, and he wants Jordan to have less. 
So it's not just it's twofold. It's like, hey, big me up some more, but y'all need to let me take Michael Jordan down a couple of notches and what he, he can get one out of two. We'll all say, oh, yeah, Scotty, you get even more. But nobody's willing to say, okay, Jordan was Michael wasn't that great. <laughs> yeah, that's right. impossible. That's impossible. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that ain't happening. So, yo, I got I got one more basketball question for y'all. Then we'll talk about life. Um, yeah. Uh, specifically, uh, you know, look, a guy who was in the, you know, we thought could be in the mold of a Scottie Pippen, and could be an all-time great, and his career has been derailed by a number of factors. Uh, seems like a lot of it's between the ears, and that's Ben Simmons. Um, yo, how do y'all? Yeah, it just got fined again. I, I actually, that, that, instead of being predictive, I don't want y'all looking at crystal ball. I would love to know on the Jenkins and Jones podcast how you guys have approached discussing yeah, it, question. because there's a lot of people uh, who feel like we're too PC, we're too soft, which is why everybody's got license to to use mental health, you know, all willy nilly. For you know, anytime, anytime they're having a bad day, but I don't want to dismiss. I don't want to dismiss it out of hand, even though the timing of it is convenient, Lejethro. Mm-hmm. We knew that this dude was mind effed when he passed up the dunk against the Hawks. Yes, if we didn't yes. know it before, yes. right? Yes. So nothing that's transpired since would suggest that he is in a better mental place to play for this team. So I guess how have you how have you guys handled holding him accountable, which is something that probably hasn't been done enough, but also being respectful of what he might be going through, which might be very real all the same. Tyler, how do you well, really feel about this? What do you really um, think about? Do you really go ahead? How I really feel. Okay. So, so to take it from the very tippy tippy top, the Sixers and Ben have to part ways. They have to. Yeah. And it's, uh, and, and a big part of that comes to Ben never taking the responsibility of improving his game of, you know, he's, he's a great defensive talent. He's a great talent when you get him in the paint, but outside of 10 feet, he's worthless. And that's something that we've known for his whole career, and he never took the steps to, you know, improve that. So if, uh, I, I think that it's best for both parties. I think it's best for Ben. I think it's best for the Sixers to cut ways. Now, what I do think from a larger perspective of how we've been discussing Ben Simmons is I think that it's a discussion on how companies leverage professionalism to their advantage and they use it to vilify people who kind of go against the grain because the Sixers agreed to, to trade Ben. Ben was like, okay, cool. You, we don't have anything else to talk about. You know, hit Rich Paul if you need to talk to me. Um, uh, you, you know saying? We can relay things with that, but I'm done. I don't want to do any of the, 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 the dog and pony show. We don't have to play like we're cool. I don't have to show up for, for you know, optional practices or scrimmages or whatever. We're done. It's a, it's a wrap. And he has been vilified for that. They've, they've leveraged the whole unprofessional thing against him because he is making his employer stick to their word because their employer f- fell flat and couldn't get the trade done, right? And Ben has been vilified for that. And I do think that this mental health thing is a very valid thing because we've all worked jobs we didn't want to be at before. And that shit does wear on your mental. You know what I mean? Right. Going to work every day at some place you do not want to be definitely wears on your mental. And I can imagine how magnified it is for Ben Simmons when you're a professional athlete who, if you're an NBA fan, he's a household name. You know who he is. And everyone knows the situation. Everyone knows how awkward and uncomfortable it is. And he's got to go through this every day, being around a, a franchise that he knows wants to you know, give up on him. But they couldn't get a trade done because Maury was, was, was asking for a Kings ransom. He was just being absurd with the demands. So he's there due to a failure of the Sixers organization. It's wearing on him mentally because he's in a place that he doesn't want to be. And I think that's kind of the, the bigger picture here is that 
you know, I do think that he's being vilified in a wrong way. You know, um, they're, they're leveraging the whole professionalism thing against him. But like I said, I do think that it's his responsibility for not improving as a player. And I do think that it's best that they c cut ways. And I do think that the, the big plan that the Sixers have here in holding on to him is they want him to get out there on the court and play and raise his trade value. That's it. They, they do not want Ben there long term. And I think Ben probably sees that and he doesn't want to be a pawn here for that either. So, you know, that's kind of my whole take on it. Doc said he didn't think he could win with him. The team said they didn't want him. He says, okay. And now he's being vil being vilified in this situation and he's only 25. I do believe that would be, that would wear on me. You know what I'm saying? As far as my mental health, you know, so I, I believe him. I just don't know what the end game is. I think he's been in a, in a, in a situation where like, where he can't win if he doesn't play, you know, what, what happens if he continues down this road? Like, you know, like I, 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 he's not worth the turkey sandwich right now. You know what I mean? That's that's a that's a that's a so so like so so he can't get out of Philly. In order for him to get out of Philly, he's gonna have to prove his worth. And so like it's unfortunate, yeah. but I could see how a 25 year old going through those situations. You know, what I'm saying being somewhere he's not wanted or doesn't want to be, it's difficult. You know what I mean? And when he struggles with it, at the same time you a hooper and you got a hoop to raise your value. So it's just a, it's a weird situation. Well. um, Yo, this has been fun, but man, the thing I really want to talk to you about was, um, you know, our favorite, probably our favorite subject on this show is fatherhood. Both of us yeah. got three kids. Um, you know, I got two teenagers now. Uh, Legendo, you just became a father, man. Look, John, you yeah, just became man. a father. I'm a dad now. I'm, 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 I'm yeah. Legendo out the window. Yes. Yes, yes, hey, yes. John, like, government, government name, government name. John? But my, my business partner just had his first kid, and I told him that it's almost like you forget what life was like before you became a father. What, what, what was that? What was it like for you once you became somebody's daddy? The immediate moment. I, I told Tyler about this. It was wild seeing my wife going through labor. You know what I'm saying? Where, like, I'm looking down. I'm looking at her. You know, I'm, I, I got to be her, her biggest fan right there to put, keep her, you know, help her keep pushing. And I'm like, you know, that's not going to come out of that. And she's asking me, she's okay. And I got to lie to her. Like, oh, yeah, it's all good. But I'm like, yo, we need to call her. <laughs> you know, it's cesarean time. Let's quit playing. That is not working. <laughs> Somehow it did. You know what I mean? And when she came out, my, 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 the first thing she said was, holy ass, we're parents. You know what I mean? And yeah. immediately I just felt like a, a certain sense of responsibility, right? But then the next day she opened her eyes and she looked at me. And it felt like like Shang Tsung, like she sucked my soul out of my body. I, I did not belong to me anymore. Yeah. I looked at her and I was like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like looking at Rather like it's for me. <laughs> the thing is, like you know, it's 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 tiring. I'm up every two hours at night. You know what I mean? Like um, it, I, it's it's so weird because it's I don't think I've ever done anything harder that's more purposeful. And yeah. I look at her. She's so sweet. She's so cute. Tyler's seen the pictures of her. She's adorable. Yeah, and so adorable, I'm up, man. like, you know, she's, she's up, you know, she takes a number two and I'm like, you know, good job, baby, at 3 a.m. You know what I mean? I'm tired. I'm, I'm hella tired, but I'm like, you know, so it's, 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 it's a wild experience. And what's really weird is I've been trained for everything in life. I went to school for certain things. I went to post, I post, post, you know, uh, bachelor education and stuff like that. Uh, and I'm doing the hardest thing in my life. <laughs> with yeah. no training. They just let me be a dad. I didn't have to no ask textbook. nobody. I had to sign <laughs> yeah, no yeah. papers, nothing. It's just yeah. like, yeah, yeah, anybody can do this. 
Um, but I'm, I feel like it's, I, I feel privileged, bro. I feel privileged. I feel like I'm being jumped into a yeah. gang right now. That's like the dad gang, but I feel privileged yeah, to man. be one. For, you know what hey, I mean? Uh, let me tell you, the, the days are long, but the years yeah. are short, brother. It, it, That's it what it feels by. like. It What's wild, by, it's only man. been two weeks. And I was telling my lady, I'm like, we just left the hospital. Like, it's already two weeks, you know, like, I'm like, and so I, I'm trying to enjoy it and be in the moment. I'm putting my phone down more. I'm on Twitter less. That's go. not good for the career. Go. <laughs> but but yeah, that's not good for us. We, not good. We, we need y'all. We need both of y'all on Twitter. Like we need, like, that's, that's not good for us. So try to strike I, I a balance there. Important, you know what I'm saying? You know? We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Good. But yeah, I, I'm man. Wondering. Yeah. If, if, if I may, if I may take this leap, I don't know if it's Uncle Tyler. Uh, I don't know if Uncle Tyler, you know, what, what have oh, you so. seen? Oh, for sure. Hey, yeah, what, what have you seen? What have you seen from from John? Like during this time, you know, any any changes it noticeable? Is it subtle? Like what, what what's your observation? Um, John has, has been prepared, you know, for, for, for this from the moment that he found out he's going to be a dad, I can say I can say that I mean, for one, John, he's 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 got a unique perspective, period, right? Like, like, you know, that's, that's one of the things he sees things differently. And like, I think that he was fully aware of how differently he was going to see things even more as a dad. You know what I mean? And he's leaned all the way into it. Um, you know, he's uh, he, he's someone who's who's going to appreciate every moment of this. And I mean, he, he has been appreciating every moment of it so far. It's a beautiful thing to see, man. It gets me emotional. I was calling my homies that were dads and talking to their kids. Like, what should I do? I'm like, I'm like asking the kid, their kids and my homies, like, you know, to give me mm -hmm. advice. Because, you know, like, you know, a lot of one thing that was really interesting, like, they were like, never yell. And that that brought me back to being a child. You know what I mean? When I would get yelled and how it made me feel. And I was like, whoa, that might be kind of hard. But it made me think, like, my baby's going to have to have some patience with me. We are talking about having patience for our kids. She's going to have to have patience with me. I'm, I'm figuring this stuff mm -hmm. out, too. And with every kid, yeah. it'll be different. I'll have to figure it out. We got to get to know each other, you know? So. Amen. Bruh, that's yeah, deep. I mean, that's it. That's uh, it. That, that that's convicted it right me there. on the way out because uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 me. <laughs> oh, oh, me too. Me too, right. Right. Especially when they start like, talking oh. back. When they start ooh, talking back, ooh. you know, holler at me then. But, it, but I mean, yeah. I, I, get, I, I appreciate what you're trying to go for. Listen, <laughs> you want to talk about something being beautiful? It is beautiful to sit here and share this screen with y'all, man. Uh, we big fans oh, of y'all. Uh, appreciate what y'all doing. Y'all sure. fantastic podcast. Keep building, fellas. And, uh, and let's do this again. For sure, so definitely, man. Appreciate y'all. All right, Jenkins and Jones, y'all be good. Peace, you too. Bro, that was so smart, man. A new dad talking to kids, talking to kids saying, what should I do? And I think he made such a great point about you don't know your kids. I always go back to my uh, picture. First time dad holding up Robinson. I'm looking at him saying, I don't know who you are and you don't know me. We're going to figure this thing out. That's in that part of it. Isn't that the untold story? It's a, you're constantly getting to know each other. Isn't that the yes. fatherhood journey? And, and yes. And as, as they evolve, you have to evolve with them. Uh, I feel like I got two wives now. Savannah, 15. She all in every conversation. She ain't got no business being there. <laughs> Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. 
Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30.